Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Hello again, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of Chad and Cheese, HR's most dangerous podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. This week, Indeed is quietly making some big changes for users. A new report says recruiters don't give a damn about AI yet. And there's another mobile app hoping to take down LinkedIn. No. Good luck with that one there, Sparky. It's a barrel full of monkeys. Stay tuned. And we don't have the ads loaded up, Chad. Where's the, where's the sovereign ad? So, how much do we love sovereign? <laughs> I'll go. I'll go see if I can find the uh, the ad here real quick. Google, Lever, Intello, Monster, Jibe. What do these companies and hundreds of others have in common? They all use sovereign technology. Some use our software to help people find the perfect job while others use our technology to help companies find the perfect candidate. Sovereign has been the global leader in recruitment intelligence software since 1996, and we can help improve your hiring process, too. We'd love to help you make a perfect match. Visit Sovereign.com, S-O-V-R-E-N.com, for a free demo. Boom. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you could find that. That was awesome. I can hear you scrounging around. Where the hell did I put that? Yeah. Well, we did sound check. Anyway, uh, I love editing. All right. Yes. Um, let's get to uh, some shout outs real quick. Yeah. Well, the shout outs are kind of light this week, little peaks and valleys. We had a shit ton last week in this. Not as many, but we still have shout outs. Jonathan Duarte, our buddy, uh, said he's uh, he's already broken his uh, his hashtag Chad cheese record from 2017. He's already he's already. <laughs> He's already tweeted, he's tweeted us yeah more this year than he has last year, which means he I think he just started to use the Twitter. I, I'm not sure. Um, mm. Yeah, so. you know we should be getting some news from him about Gobi pretty soon. His yeah. little chat bot. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Duart, if you're listening, man, hit us up with some Gobi Gobi scoop. Gobi. Uh, big Ed from Philly sent us some stuff. Unfortunately, Ed, we're going to be hitting some pretty big topics this week. Uh, keep sending us stuff, though. Everybody out there, uh, if you've got something that you think is a topic that you would like to for us to read, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll check it out, If it's a, especially if it's a, a slower, <laughs> slower news week. Unfortunately, this is not one of those weeks. It is interesting that we don't get more sort of PR love of people who want to give us stories or exclusives or hey we want to get so and so on the show like i haven't got one of those have you i think they're afraid in some cases because we get (laughs) and they're really (laughs) not sure that's exactly right uh that being said jimmy stroud who has been on the show he, he actually filled in for you uh while you were on vacation uh He's, uh, he get, gave us some hashtag love. We should probably get Jimmy on the on the show sometime. Jimmy, sourcing God, Jimmy Stroud. Love me this is Jimmy Stroud. <laughs> Last but not least, TA Tech AI mm-hmm. in Scottsdale, Arizona, February 12th Beautiful. and 13th. Why the hell wouldn't you want to get out of this crazy weather unless you're already in Scottsdale? Then it should be yeah. easy for you. Um, go to TA Tech 
AI.io. Man, some of these 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 website addresses. I man. can't keep up. TATechAI.io. Yeah, no shit. Oh, Google, I'd find no sites. Now, the beautiful thing about this is Chad and Cheese has a discount code. What? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So if you want to go to this AI conference, who in the hell doesn't want to go to an AI conference? Um, here's the discount code. It is TATEC10 and spell out 10, T-E-N, the number 18. So TATEC1018. And last but not least for the TA Tech love, join the Chad and Cheese podcast in Dublin, Ireland, March 13th and 14th. For TA Tech Europe, you go to, here's another site, get ready. TA Tech Europe.io. That's TA Tech Europe.io. Check out the agenda and guess who's going to be speaking, Joel? Hmm. Um, uh, what's the leprechaun from the cereal box? Does he have a name? <laughs> I probably just offended a whole country, but anyway, I think you did. I think you did. Well, Google's going to be there. Uh, yeah. So one of the, one of the, one of the guys, uh, who lead up, uh, although Google recruiting products, uh, Bogomil's going to be up and, uh, be good to see, uh, Google at TA tech in Europe. Oh, Bogomil's going to be there, huh? Love it. Love it. You know, he was my number one person, uh, for the year in 2017, as far as impact to recruiting on the vendor side and you won't return his calls <laughs> <laughs> well he just now connected with me on on uh, linkedin so come on man you might you it's might two-way street he might have to rethink that uh, uh so google people man they're yeah. they're on a different level than us <laughs> no they're not that's bullshit um so our last shout out actually rolls into our first story it's a big shout out to recruitix Joel, did you hear anything happening with Indeed here lately? You know, I like to think that with my time on the podcast mm -hmm. and my writing writing on ERE, that I'm pretty in the know for what's going on, but yeah. this one was a surprise. Yeah. So Recruitix, um, because they look out for their customers and and you got to love that about a, a vendor. You you partner with somebody or you you choose them because you, you think they're going to watch your back, right? Well, Recruitix actually sent an email out to their clients about a change, a major change that Indeed has put in place, which is uh, focused on their search engine results. Uh, quit teasing me. What is it? Yeah. So, okay. So you do a search on Indeed and what you were used to, like any other search engine, is that when you get your results, you click on the result and then where do you go, Joel? You go to the site that's in the search results page. That's right. You go to the site. So if I go to Google and I do a search, I click on the link, I know that I'm going, it's going to take me to another site because it's a search engine. Well, Indeed is supposedly a search engine, but guess what? They're actually changing into a job board because they've added a second pane that mm -hmm. pops up the job description right beside the search results. Now this to me, is a huge regression. So for our viewers, not viewers, for our listeners who can't <laughs> view uh, the page, they're working out, they're in their car, on the train, whatever. Like, So imagine you're going, you're seeing results on Indeed. You click you know, the title of a, of a result. Typically, or historically, you would then go to, say, Career Builder or a company uh, job page. Today, if you click the subject line or the title of the job posting, 
a separate window pane, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, opens up within Indeed, and you see the entire job. And then if you want to apply, you click apply to job, and then that takes you to your corporate page or your job site or whatever. So why they did this, we have some some theories, yeah. mostly conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> what are some of your thoughts on why they would do this, Chad? Well, I think it's fairly simple. They want to keep job seekers more captive on their site. Uh, and also, if you, when you go through the process, it is so much quicker to click on more links, which means if they're paid links, they're getting more money out of this. So uh, again, they're losing traffic because Google has taken away a good amount of their organic. They raised their rates 35 plus percent. And now they're making a change to be able to keep candidates more captive on their site. To me, it seems just like another major fuck up in a string of indeed fuck ups lately. So you feel a little bit like this. So as a user, I will say this, mm-hmm. it is, it is much faster, um, without having to click on a link and go to another page takes out a, a lot of time. Um, so from that aspect, I understand it. However, it does, it does violate pretty much the, the rules of a search engine. Yes. So, um, as a, as an SEO, less so than I used to be mm-hmm. there, there are actually rules um, FTC type stuff oh. that says if if you go over a certain number of characters, yeah, or words, uh-huh. one of the two, um, in terms of what you're presenting to a user that is someone else's content, then you're essentially stealing it. Um, that's why when you go to Google, the summary is only a certain you know number of characters or words mm-hmm. long. Um, if they took, cause it, Google could do this, right? You could click on a result on Google. It could bring up everything that's on that page. You could take out the advertisements on that are on that page. You could take out the tracking, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the things that you benefit from Google <laughs> would be gone. Right. right. So that's sort of theft, um, in terms of the eyes of the federal mm-hmm. government. Um, as far as I understand, unless the rules have changed in the last 10 years, but I doubt they have. So, you could make a case that what Indeed is doing is essentially stealing these job postings. Um, now, job postings aren't uh, literary uh, works <laughs> or things that you know maybe fall under that rule. And I'm not sure anyone's going to sue Indeed because they're taking a job posting and put it on, you know, putting on their site and, and not letting people go uh, to the page directly. But you could make a case that you know this is sort of not the most. Uh, legal thing mm-hmm. to do um, from that perspective, although I'm not a lawyer. Um, I do know also that uh, when Indeed first launched its mobile application uh, some 10 years ago, they did this. Mm-hmm. They, they Instead of uh, taking someone to CareerBuilder or Monster at the time, they would take the entire job description. And then if you wanted to apply, they would send you over to um, the, the page of the job on a job board or whatever. Now that made a little more sense 10 years ago on mobile because a lot of mobile sites yeah. sucked. They were super slow. It was a really bad user experience. So, or they weren't mobile at all. I mean, the, the, the corporate career site might not have been mobile at totally, all. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, how many ATSs weren't uh, mobile oh, back in God, 2008? Yeah. Like a, a lot, lot, a lot, a lot of them. Um, that's why companies like, uh, Jibe and, you know, others could make a living for a while because they just did mobile versions of these sites 
until the ATSs woke up and did that. So anyway, there is some precedent for this. There was more interest in job boards to maybe say, hey, this is this is bullshit because we're serving ad impressions. We're like tracking stuff. And if if they aren't even coming to our site, the job is getting viewed. But as far as our customers know, it's not getting viewed because they're not coming to our site and we can't track that. It, the, the whole experience, right? From the from the standpoint of an employer paying you to actually pull their content onto your site is so that that candidate can actually reach the experience on your site and, and learn more about the company or just click out and go back to the search engine. But that's how a search engine works. This is how a job board works. They have moved from a search engine model to a job board model. And guess what? This is what really sucks. Those clicks that used to go, especially for sponsors who are paying, that used to go to the actual corporate site that led that candidate to the corporate site and that you paid for, Now, when you click on that link and it opens up a new pane, you get charged. They don't even go to your site, but you're still getting charged. (laughs) So you're going to you're going to have clicks that you're paying for that you won't even see as traffic. No, (laughs) but but people will see it. So none of your banner ads are going to be served. up. None of your tracking code, none of your retargeting stuff. So this is a this is a bitter pill to swallow. Now, Indeed has done a good job of sort of you know, getting rid of job board content, which frankly are the people who would really scream about this. Oh yeah. Um, if they're just going to corporate sites, how many companies are give a damn about banner ads? Cause mm-hmm. they don't, they're not on the site. How many care about retargeting? Cause they're not doing that or care about analytics probably as a whole, if they get applicants, then that's what they probably care about. Um, and again, these applicants are probably coming from indeed now more mm-hmm. so than they were before, because before, let me think about this. So before I would right. go to a job board um, and then I would potentially post my resume there, which was good for the job board. I would apply from there, which was good for the job board because the ATS would say, hey, this came from this site. If I'm bypassing a lot of that, um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I have to think about that one. Um, maybe it doesn't matter. Job Okay. So when Indeed launched, it was a pure search engine, didn't have a resume database, didn't have any of that shit, right? Yeah. Then it started to pull people in to get profiles and resumes. And I mean, they are going backwards. They are regressing. And it all comes down to, as we talked about, and we will continue to talk about, this is is a greed move. There's no reason for a company to pay for a click if they're not going to get an opportunity to have the candidate go through the experience on their website. If I'm paying for it and my experience sucks, Guess what? That's my money. Okay. It's not yours indeed. And if that's how you want to play ball, guess what? You don't get my money anymore. There are many other organizations that are out there that I can utilize who are actually playing with Google and starting to get your old search engine traffic. And guess what? I can make it happen. And that's what's going to happen if they don't start to change their way. This is a non-job example, but so there was a period when Google was taking Yelp reviews on restaurants and local businesses and basically doing this where you wouldn't even have to go to Yelp. They were pulling all the data, Mm -hmm. um, the stars and everything. And so Yelp, rightly so, got pissed, took them to court and said, you can't do this anymore. You can't do this, right? Um, So Google does not do that anymore. Now, Yelp has paid the price and search results and other stuff, uh, although Google probably won't say that it's affected them at all. Um, so there is some right. precedent that search engines do this now, whether or not 
anyone is going to care. I don't know. Yelp right. has a lot to care about because that's their business. Um, a company and whatever doesn't care as much mm-hmm. because it's job posting. They're not making their money on that. So we'll see how this plays out. But um, yeah, I, I agree. It's a greed move. It's a it's a move to right. keep people on Indeed and off all, all the other sites. Um, and it will probably work and people probably won't care. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what they're banking on. They're banking on TA keeping their head down mm-hmm. and not paying attention. That's what they're banking on. Um, but thanks to the good people at Recruitix for actually letting us know what was happening. Uh, obviously, most of what was said was my opinion, mm-hmm. not in their email. <laughs> they just gave me a structure to be able to go by and, and actually gave us some intel that we didn't have. And uh, obviously, you didn't see anything uh, announcement public-wise, or at least I haven't seen it uh, public And there won't be. Yet. Um, so anyway, if you're listening, go to Indeed when you get a chance. Go do a search. Uh, click on some links, and you'll see what we're talking about. Well, Chad, uh, employment branding is more important than ever, as you know. Well, yeah. And, you know, if candidates could actually go to uh, your career site, it would be even more important, right? True. That's true. We all know Glassdoor. Glassdoor had a... Uh, uh, a news item last week that says pay is the number one reason why uh, people lo- you know, leave jobs. Really? And some of these uh, recruiting numbers that we've been throwing out in terms of why people join companies in the first place mm-hmm. have a lot to do with their reviews. Right. Uh, people are going to Google, like we just mm-hmm. spoke about, and searching, working at, fill in company name, seeing what reviews are out there, and they're deciding on those reviews whether or not they should apply to a company. Uh, many of these people are going through the interview process and then finding out that uh, the reviews are bad and they back out of oh, yeah. taking a job, which, by the way, it costs money and time for a company. Um, so monitoring your reviews is more important than ever. That's why I created Ratedly. Uh, Ratedly monitors about 15 review sites, Glassdoor, Indeed, um, the ones you know as, one, as well as ones you don't know. Uh, we mentioned one new one uh, last week, Women Hack, yeah. which uh, is a female-centric site. So anyway, monitoring these sites are is very important and getting more important, um, and Ratedly is out there to help you do that. Yes. And did you take that stupid dollar promotion away yet? Um, so I haven't. The code still works for a limited time, maybe. Um, okay. If you're listening, it could be down by now. But if you use <laughs> coupon code CHEDDAR, C-H-E-D-D-A-R, Uh, You can try Ratedly for a dollar. Now, I will say a little inside information here is I will be uh, raising prices soon because we are going to be adding analytics around uh, the service. So uh, you have about a week from this recording to get in on the current pricing of just $147 per month. Um, After this next week, uh, which I guess will be the 26th or 7th of January, um, we'll be raising prices and you won't get that special rate. So if you're interested in Ratedly, thinking about it, this is probably the best time if you want to save a buck. And it's only 150 bucks a month standard right now, which is way too cheap and you definitely need to raise your prices. That's my two cents. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, if you want to find out more about Ratedly, just visit www.ratedly.com. And again, that coupon code is Cheddar. Uh, Maybe not active for long, so use it today and uh, sign up uh, in the next week or so to make sure that you get on that that lower pricing before we raise them. 
why why do you use the www i mean does that does do we still have to actually emphasize that we're going to the like, world I feel like going web. back to old school i brought up <laughs> i brought up 2008 you know i figured uh, www remember there were actually ads that were like please go to http yeah, yeah, yeah oh dude those those days were were painful those days were very painful all right, man. Uh, we wasted a lot of time on Indeed, but there's a lot of other news to talk about. Let's hit it. Um, automation, which we have mm-hmm. to talk about every week. Um, yeah. In this news item, uh, construction workers are looking to be impacted by automation. A news story came out. Um, increasing automation in the construction industry could displace or replace as much as 49% of the America's blue collar construction workforce, which is about 2.7 million uh, and eliminate nearly 500,000 non-construction jobs by 2057, which I assume are jobs that support construction companies like accounting, et cetera. Um, This is a study by the Midwest Economy Policy Institute, which I've never heard of but I'm sure people that are doing this sort of work know that organization and also the project for middle-class renewal from the university of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. So it seems fairly legitimate. Now my take on this is we've always thought about automation either from a sort of technology side or digital side or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a machine side, right? Like a car drives itself or a plane drives itself. But to actually think about construction workers being automated um, I guess is something you don't normally think about, but I guess machines can just automatically build roads or bridges or fix buildings walls. or yeah, walls. Like, I, I, yeah, I saw, I saw a, um, a bricklayer, a machine bricklayer and it, it actually did the job, uh, like five times faster than a three man crew. Yeah. Uh, and from a, for, for, for performance and, and product, uh, you know, everything was, was pretty much in line with standards. So, yeah, I mean, th- I did, that just blew my mind thing a bricklayer, mm-hmm. you know, all the way down to a bricklayer. I mean, I've seen these huge, like star Wars looking machines that build roads without people oh, yeah. or build a bridge without people. Um, that's some crazy sci-fi stuff. Um, but yeah, you think about it, that's where the world's going. And the fact that 2.7 million or nearly half of those workers are going to be displaced is is pretty um, pretty scary. How many times have you seen a road being worked on and half the crew just standing around? <laughs> uh, I could look out my window and probably see that right now. Yeah. The orange, oh. the orange uh, whatever is very, very yeah. prominent here in Indiana. Um, oh, Jesus. most of the year, but yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me ring the bell cause that's just fun. Um, okay. On a more technological <laughs> news item this, uh, this past week, uh, ripple, not to be confused with the cryptocurrency, uh, that's in the news. If you're following crypto stuff, by the way, we're having a, uh, a next exclusive podcast uh, in February about crypto, yeah. blockchain, ICOs, all that stuff. So anyway, quick plug for that, but I'm excited to uh, to learn more about this. But anyway, um, Ripple is not the, the blockchain cryptocurrency. What Ripple is uh, essentially selling itself as a mobile first LinkedIn. Um, mm-hmm. This is not new. Uh, Bumble, a dating app launched Bumble Biz last year. Um, 
yeah, for whatever reason, dating sites think they can just make a leap into professional networking and make it work, but yeah. it doesn't usually turn out that way. Now, these guys are a little bit unique in that Match.com and Tinder are actually funding slash uh, supporting this initiative. So we'll see what happens. Well, yeah. Whenever I hear the word ripple, I always think of Sanford and Son and the the wine yeah, that they drink. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes down to this, I mean, the, the thing that you've got to remember, how was LinkedIn born and how did they grow? How did they evolve? They evolved in building a database. Um, it wasn't, it was more of the six degrees from Kevin Bacon kind of thing that was going on. And there was all this te technology and research done around the six degrees of separation. And it was all about connecting. That's what it was about. And it, and, and they were building this database so that everybody could connect. Then what did they do? They built products off of that. What we're seeing with most of these, these wannabes are the other way around where they're building a, they think is a really cool product. And then they're trying to get, you know, a, a, a database of people to start using it, try to draw them in that way. Um, I, I don't see any type of app like this, um, killing LinkedIn. The only way that you can actually take something like this and make it work is if you have a huge database of people that are already employment centric, or at least they've joined your, your, your group for employment and then start to spin new products around uh, that community. The network effect, if you will, must be in place. Now, what they're selling this as is as sort of, um, you know, LinkedIn's technology is old. Its brand is, you know, crusty. Um, and we're going we're gonna <laughs> to implement some new stuff that's cool. One of the things that they're doing, which frankly probably borders on creepy, is uh, they're going to be mm -hmm. using facial recognition as part of the app, where you can just point it, point your camera at someone, and facially recognize them, and then connect with them through that facial recognition. So I can't wait to go to a conference. <laughs> Uh, assuming this thing takes off, which it probably won't. Um, but having people point cameras at everybody and then, you know, connect with them through facial recognition. Ugh, That's a yeah, sort of scary sense. world. Um, I did, I did download the app and used it. I, I will say that it probably has no recruiting value whatsoever at the moment. You can't search people, um, like by skill set or interest you don't even know who's near you yet that's because nobody's in the database there's nobody in the database so nobody's near you that's true. <laughs> if it was just but at least like start near me and then like expand i was getting pictures of people yeah. in jamaica uh people in you know asia and i don't think it was i don't think these were vacation photos i think they actually lived in these locations but yeah you're right yeah. so at some point it may evolve um but to me it's like we already have coke uh coke is linkedin it's a huge network um even young people want to be on linkedin because old people that give them jobs are on linkedin and i don't see that changing i don't see it mm -hmm. being hippified by mobile um it, dating is like you know visual it's uh it's potentially having sex oh yeah which most people find really appealing so there's a there's an there's a benefit to having more apps because the more apps you have the more chance you have of you know having what you want right it doesn't work that way with professional networking like there's one site with most of the people um I don't see a startup making an impact here or a dent. No, no. Wait, so so you got to take, so LinkedIn or Monster or CareerBuilder or any of these, these organizations who have uh, a huge database, they need to pull 
the Netflix pivot, right? Netflix pivoted on themselves. They recreated the entire industry themselves and they transitioned into it um, in a very smart manner, right? This is what Monster should have done um, a long time ago and Career Builder should have done a long time ago, but we're seeing that the pivots need to happen again. And where, who's pivoting? Where are they pivoting? <laughs> That's what I mean. We're not seeing, we're not seeing the pivots that need to be done. And we we're talking about indeed in this oh. stupid second pain thing, I shouldn't be doing that. They should be pivoting on something that's going to focus on matching and driving targeted candidates, not trying to soak their, 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 their clients for, for more cash. I mean, that's, it's not what you should be doing. They should be pivoting and focusing toward the future. By the way, let me remember, let me re remind people that LinkedIn actually does have a mobile app. That's pretty good. So it's like LinkedIn is the LinkedIn yeah, for mobile or something. So anyway, all right. Um, let's go to generational profiling, something that you've been hot on as the compliance diversity <laughs> Uh, part of the show. Yeah, this is more common sense than it is compliance, diversity, or any of that other bullshit. So you take a look at generational profiling, and and, and Tim Sackett actually uh, he he did a post on it this week, and I agree that you know we take a look at different segments of talent, and sometimes I mean there is huge bias behind it. So uh, his whole post was more ageism, which is what you talked about uh, mm -hmm. last week when we we're talking about Facebook. But here's what it comes down to: when companies don't do the right thing, it gives government an opportunity to step in, step in and rectify it. Right. And as we focus on diversity in the workplace, this should be an aspect of our diversity mix. I mean, we shouldn't just focus on age. We should focus on obviously uh, ethnicity, gender. It's got to be a big mix and we need to be smarter about how we uh, how we hire. Uh, Tim had some great, uh, great statistics with regard to developers in some companies, some of the newer companies where they trended much younger versus the IBMs of the world and so on and so forth. And really, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to understanding that you have to have a better mix of these individuals coming in and flowing into your organization. That's on the company or they're going to get slapped down by the federal government, by the OFCCP, the EEOC or what have you. So um, this all revolves around Facebook, the Facebook conversation that we had where they took away micro targeting and micro target micro targeting for those that don't know is what is being able to target many different segments uh, of a person. So their, their age, where they live, sex, education, sex. Yeah. I mean, just anything that you can think of just the little pieces that Facebook has about you, every little piece they can target, they can help target on that. They took that away from jobs because they felt that it would increase bias, which is total bullshit. Now, my point in this is if, if that is the only way you're marketing your job, then you're potentially in a weird illegal situation. But my guess is if you're doing your due diligence and being compliant, right? So you're putting the job on your site, you're putting it on the state or whatever local government type sites they need to be on. You're putting them on right. some general job sites or they're showing up everywhere anyway. Um, and then you're also saying, hey, look, uh, we want to target a certain demographic in addition to the general advertising that we're doing for the job. To me, like that should not be frowned upon or or thought of as like illegal or shifty. 
Um, you're just kind of being a smart marketer, actually. I mean, we've been doing this for years, guys. I mean, don't be idiots about this. And I've actually heard, I, I listened to a podcast. I'm not going to say who is who is saying this. They believe the Facebook stripping out the micro-targeting was a very smart thing from a compliance standpoint. And guys, you're idiots. We've been able to do this for years, just going to different websites, just go to a diversity website or a female website or what have you. We'll put a put a billboard in a certain part of town, uh, or or put an ad on a radio station that has a certain listener demographic. I mean, it's that's called targeting, and that's what it is. And when you're trying to, so here's here's who you're screwing up, guys. You're screwing up the organizations who are smartly trying to develop a more diverse mix. They understand that they have Bob's and friends of Bob's that are working with them right now, right? And they want more Karens. They want they want more of, of a gender mix and uh, an ethnic mix. How in the hell are they going to do that if you don't give them the tools to do it? Yes, some organizations can twist it and do stupid shit with it, but guess what? They're going to get caught. So remind me, this this sort of came to a head because of an older yeah. an older situation, a person that was older and they weren't targeted. He, like, could, he couldn't see a job on Facebook because he wasn't targeted. So therefore, it wasn't fair. And that's total bullshit. Now, you've seen these AARP commercials, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> ARP, right? yes. like to me, if, this, if ARP really wants to help their demographic like they should have ad campaigns that say older workers are valuable to the workforce because of a b c d and e and f right like they're smarter they know no they know more people like there are a lot of things really really good about people who have been around the block a few times as i know because chad and i are getting up there in age um although we still look fabulous um there's a lot of value there. And instead of trying to sell subscriptions, to me, the best thing they could do for a lot of their their readers and and, and demo or their their universe is say, like, look, here's why you should hire older people. That would be more helpful than anything that, that they're doing now. This is marketing and advertising 101, period. It might be 201, but okay. So that leads us to our next sponsor ad. Is, is it loaded? Or can we it play is this loaded. One? It's locked and loaded, baby. Here we go. But you have a few things. Maybe you want to lead into this or no? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if you think about what we we're just talking about, I mean, it, the, the the diversity mix and being able to target better, to be able to not just target, but also be compliant and have that partner in your corner. I mean, there are only so many that are out there and one of the best, if not the very best, got their squeezy ball right here that I've been using all, all podcast, um, is America's Job Exchange. America's Job Exchange is a market leader in diversity recruitment and an OFCCP compliance solution provider. We serve over a thousand customers consisting of federal contractors and subcontractors to SMBs and Fortune 500 organizations. America's Job Exchange specializes in job distribution to over 6,500 state one-stop career centers and community-based organizations, ensures the creation and maintenance of state credentials, obtains veteran preference on job postings, robust outreach management, and supports effective, positive recruitment efforts designed to recruit individuals with disabilities, veterans, women, and minorities. For more information, call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. WWW. See, all the kids are doing it. God damn it. Uh, so Facebook, not knowing 
you know, the smart way to actually go after diversity recruiting. They're just trying to, they're just trying to do the politically correct thing, which is wrong in this case. This is where an America's job exchange is a perfect partner to be able to help you focus on that diverse mix and compliance. Boom. Just give them a blank check. That's all we're saying. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, topic. let's end the show on this news item, which, you know, we talked automation. Let's talk a little AI. Uh, Bullhorn, a fairly well-known vendor in the space, did a study recently, um, and they looked at four major trends in recruiting, staffing, um, and AI came in dead last in regards to uh, recruiters thinking that it was very or extremely important, and last place in terms of who ha- who has adopted uh, the technology either mostly or completely. So the numbers around this, uh, only 35% of recruiters uh, thought of AI as something that it was extremely important. And only 8% had actually adopted the technology uh, in some in some manner. So should we just give up on AI or are we just super early in the ballgame? So the, the key word there is what? It's recruiters. Um, AI in itself is going to be a strategic ad. Um, It's all about process methodology, efficiencies, those types of things. That's not what recruiters are really focused on in the long term, right? Um, They're more tactical. They're more focused on the the, the day-to-day. So you take a look at this. Just from my standpoint, it's, it's the wrong audience. Recruiters are incredibly smart and they do a great job in what they do. But this is more from a strategic standpoint. This should be a, a survey that talent acquisition, uh, you know, VPs of talent acquisition, managers, directors of talent acquisition should be coming after. Now, that being said, it didn't surprise me at all uh, with the results um, because in most cases, companies, they can't even do the basic shit right. Don't you think recruiting and staffing firms will, will fight AI tooth and nail to adopt it because it means lost jobs? No. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, they will they will suck this up. And the big reason is the efficiencies and headcount. So the big cost to like an RPO or a staffing company is what? The recruiters, the headcount. So if I can get rid of some of these process methodologies with AI or just, just process efficiency technologies or platforms, then great. I take that headcount and put them to more of a uh, client-facing candidate facing or, or what have you, you can do better things than have your recruiters do these menial tasks. So that's an automatic efficiency upgrade right out of the gate. Uh, do you know what number one was in terms of very or extremely important? The usage of Snapchat. One of, you, one of your favorites. <laughs> Diversity. 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 See, and this is so much bullshit. <laughs> we talk about... <laughs> talk about diversity and diversity hiring and all this and it's all a puff of smoke and hiring veterans and and individuals with disabilities and they don't have experts come in to actually build these programs which means it will not be sustainable so you know it's funny i've talked to major fortune shit fortune 50 companies and they've grilled me on what kind of sources or resources they could get for free for diversity recruiting or veteran recruiting or what have you. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is, you say this is your number one, but yet you don't want to apply budget to it and you don't want to build a sustainable program. I call, here we go, bullshit on that number one. 
man, I've just been ranting and raving this whole goddamn podcast. Dude, you are salty today. Salty. Damn. Word to to anyone out there, if you want to get Chad fired up, talk about diversity, (laughs) Indeed UI, and uh, what else? Uh, Generational profiling, Facebook targeting. Anything stupid. I mean, it's just... You should just end the show before you throw your computer out the window. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I paid too much for it. All right, man. Have a good weekend. You do the same. We out. out. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make this all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh, and you're welcome. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.